Hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic day today. And if you guys saw, I told you yesterday, the Magnesium Brain Food is on sale as product of the week at healthmasters.com on sale right now. So that will be good until the beginning, middle of next week when it changes again. And be sure to vote for what you want to see when next week. But for right now, Magnesium Brain Food, one of my favorite products on sale right now as product of the week. So be sure to check it out. Now, I saw an article that popped up on Breitbart yesterday. And this has been very interesting. This is hopefully sets a precedent. But then I'm going to kind of give you a little little cliffhanger at the end here to kind of have you question everything that we're starting to hear. A federal judge yesterday in New Mexico cleared all counts, acquitted a man that was charged in the January 6, 2021 protest at the U.S. Capitol. His name was Matthew Martin of Santa Fe. He was the first person charged in connection with the events on January 6 who has been acquitted of all charges, U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden issued the verdict from the bench after hearing testimony without a jury. The outlet said McFadden allowed it was reasonable for Martin to believe outnumbered police officers allowed him and others to enter the Capitol through the rotunda doors on that day. The judge says the defendant's actions were about as minimal as non-serious as anything he has seen. The bench trial, he basically, he, the, the judge said that the bench trial started Tuesday testified to a police officer that he was waved into the building after the riot erupted. And the judge basically said that the video shows two police officers standing near the rotunda doors, opening the doors and allowing people to enter as Martin approached. One of the officers appears to lean back before Martin placed his hand on the officer's shoulder as a possible sign of gratitude. Now, what's interesting about this is – this is one of the first guys that's been completely acquitted of all charges, which is obviously a fantastic precedent. However, the very fact this is going on right now is so far tyrannical, it blows my mind. Remember, we're not talking about January this year. We're talking about January 6, 2021. We're pushing in almost a year and a half since this has happened, and people are just now starting to basically get trials and also acquitted. So was this man held in custody without pretrial release for the last year? I, I don't know. That wasn't disclosed. Are we now saying that this is going to open up a precedent to all these other individuals to have them at least acquitted for minimal charges? Are they going to be reimbursed for being held without trial, without bail for the last year and a half and because they were a flight risk or some other moronic reason that they've been held? I don't know. The one thing about this is it's strange, though, at the very bottom of this article, it then says Mr. Martin is a federal defense contractor who held a security clearance and took personal leave from his contract company to go to the protest on January 6th. So was this guy acquitted because he was a security contractor that had a security clearance? I don't know. This is pretty odd to see somebody acquitted after almost a year and a half of being charged, but then you got to remember the New York Times reporter who basically got recorded on the Project Veritas. Remember, this is March 10th this year, if you guys recall this. Matthew Rosenberg, the New York Times National Secretary correspondent, was recorded in the article. The New York Times reporting the conservative outlook suggested that the FBI 
planted agents to stir up the crowd and a false flag to instantly rewrite history. Those are those quotes from him. So was this defense contractor involved in something, and that's why they're basically dropping the charges now that they know who he is? Or is this actually something that this judge legitimately, finally a judge found a set of guts on him and decided this whole thing is a complete and total smoke and mirrors operation to force anybody not to be able to talk, not to be able to protest, and to basically go against people with the FBI as the new Gestapo in order to prevent them from standing up for a true election. Because there's a whole lot more that happened as a psychological operation with January 6th than anybody really understands. So that's what I saw this morning on here, and I thought it was very interesting. You guys give me some feedback on it, what you think about this. What do you think, Deb? Do you think this guy was a defense contractor, that's why they let him go? Or do you think there's some judges that are actually doing the right thing and dropping this, even after it's been a year and a half almost? Uh, defense contractor, that's why I let him go. That's an easy one. All right. I mean, you know, we've got to understand that this entire January 6th thing that was orchestrated by Donald Trump, whether you want to believe that or not, because he told everybody to come up and protest the January 6th, basically, uh, Senate hearing and confirmation of the election, et cetera, et cetera. And he told everybody to go march on the Capitol. Donald Trump did all this. I mean, he did all of it. And, you know, and then he didn't basically pardon anybody. And what it was was a giant psych op in order to basically tell the patriots that if they came in and they tried to help anybody or do anything, that they would be arrested and put in jail and held without bond and basically treated unbelievably badly and be held, you know, by the courts and put in prison. I mean, that's what this was. And that's, you know, look what they did in Canada with the trucking convoy and how they arrested these guys and froze their banking accounts, et cetera, et cetera. And then the trucking convoy that we had down here turned out to be a big, you know, nothing burger. It didn't do anything as far as even making national news or creating any kind of problem associated with it in D.C. I mean, it just didn't do anything. And so, you know, we end up basically in a situation where we now have a tyrannical government that does whatever it wants to to whoever wants to do it to, to make examples out of people. You, know, you see the same thing with Martha Stewart going to jail. You see the same thing with Wesley Schleips going to jail. All of these different. You see the same thing, you know, with you know that one, you know, what that one old that one old country singer that basically was going to go to jail because of his IRS owning or because he owned for the money for the IRS. Willie Nelson. They always pick certain people that are real high standing who don't do what they're supposed to do and make examples of them. Or they take a person who's a defense contractor and they say, "Whoops, you know, we basically used him to get people to come into the Capitol who are following him." And now we don't want to find him guilty because he was waved in by the Capitol police officers. I mean, think about it for a second. You're at the you're up in the Capitol. You're marching. You're doing. Donald Trump says. Also, the doors open up. The police wave you inside. You go inside. Now you're charged after you were waved inside. And all you did was walk around the ropes in there. Didn't didn't leave the ropes. Just did what you were supposed to do and then walked out. But they got you on facial recognition cameras. Now you're being charged. You know. Now you're being basically held without bond. I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, I don't even know. And I've read a lot of accounts of Nazi Germany in the very beginnings. They didn't even do stuff like this. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, this is absolutely nuts. The real whole thing with the papier, the bit of the stopping people and asking for papers, really started after the war, after they were having all types of people going in and sabotaging equipment and plants, et cetera, and throwing, you know, putting bombs places, et cetera, et cetera. They started making sure they knew who was walking around because it was a war. We're not at war. The United States is doing all kinds of draconian things to the people. And again, Donald Trump did not pardon anybody. Remember, Donald Trump did Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump shut down the churches. Donald Trump shut down the businesses. He, car- he carpet bombed the United States with what he did with his closures. 
You know, and, and so we have to understand that all these groups that are involved in all of this stuff, uh, they're basically being controlled by the same people. We talk about it all the time, the Sabatine, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Frankist, international banking cartels that run the planet. We've gone into detail on that on yesterday's show. But let, let's look at, let, let's just, let, let me just, let me just unravel this onion for you just with one incident here. Cause you say it's not always the same people. No, it's always the same people. Now, let me just give you this. You know, here's an article that just came out on the evidence of a pandemic and bioweapon cover-ups. And it says, as evidence of a potential bioweapon cover-up has started emerging, a company called MetaBiota is gaining prominence. If I'm misspelling, mispronouncing that, just forgive me. It's, it's MetaBiota. It looks like that's what it says. MetaBiota's mission is to make the world more resilient to epidemics by providing data, analytics, advice, and training to prepare for world health threats and mitigate their impacts. Its founder is a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader graduate. See what I said? goes right back to Klaus Schwab, who's a hardcore Kabbalist witch or warlock or weirdo. And he's one of the three, probably all of them. Metabiota investors include QTEL, a CIA venture capital firm. There you go, CIA, that specializes in high-tech investments that support or benefit the intelligence capacity of the U.S. intelligence agencies. Hunter Biden's investment fund. Funded this Metabiota, Rosemont Seneca, U.S. Department of Defense Threat Reduction Agency, which contracted Metabiota to run operations in U.S. connected labs in Ukraine. So Metabiota is directly connected to Hunter Biden, directly connected to the CIA, and directly connected to the to Ukraine. In addition to having close ties with the World Economic Forum and its Great Reset Agenda, the founder of Metabiota is Nathan Wolf, who's a Kabbalist Jew. He also has served on the Eco Health Alliance editorial board since 2004. In 2017, he wrote a study on coronaviruses and bats together with Eco Health President Peter Daszak, PhD. Eco Health worked closely with the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Canada. I'm excuse me, in China. Imagine that, where SARS-CoV-2 is suspected of having originated. Metabiotic global partnerships are led by Andrew Weber, former Assistant Secretary of Defense for Nuclear, Chemical, and Biological Defenses, who created the DTRA. Now, Metabiota's mission is to make the world a more resilient to epidemics by providing data analysis and advice and for training for global health threats. Now, so, okay, on and on, we know that Metabiota is connected to the Ukraine, connected to Hunter Biden, connected to Wuhan. We didn't know, and now we know that its founder, Nathan Wolf, is basically a Kabbalist. And so we start doing some research on this guy. If you go to Wikipedia, it says on Nathan Wolf, it says, Ph.D., born August 1970, American virologist, also a graduate from Harvard, and he is the director of Global Viral, and basically he, has, he, was, he was a professor in human biology at Stanford University. He connected eight years of research in both sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia. Now, they don't mention anything about the Wuhan. They don't mention anything about Hunter Biden. But let's go a little further into this very quickly. Nathan Wolf basically uh, – you know, he's basically a consulting professor, et cetera, and he has his doctorate in immunology. He's received from Cortex activity of over 50 scientists and staff in countries around the world. He's received support totaling $60 million in grants from Rothschild Cutout, Google, Rothschild Cutout Institutes of Nas- National Institutes of Health, Rothschild Cutout National Science Foundation, Rothschild Cutout's Bill and Melinda Foundation, Gates Foundation. All right, so he's tied up pretty high up. He's really, really uh got a whole bunch of how should i say <laughs> he really is way 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 up you know in this little circle that we have now there's one thing he's really involved in is is called t tick con olam now 
know, you guys say, what is that? Well, that's all part of Shabbat. That's all part of the Kabbalah. And, and what it means is to make the world a better place than you left it, than you found it. Basically, that's what it means. But, it's, but it means much, much more than that. In our times, Rabbi Schneerson, okay, described Tikkat Olam as the mission of every human being. Now, Rabbi Schneerson was the Kabbalist teacher and was the, how should I say, mentor of Trump's daughter. You know, he spoke with a voice of urgency. He's a conviction in our time. What are the examples of Tikkun Olam? Tikkun Olam is often exclusively described acts of social justice and environmental awareness. Here we go. This goes right to the Green Deal. There you go. And so we understand that all of this stuff is tied to the Green Deal, which is tied to the Kabbalists, which are tied to the Luciferian. And he says the Mishnah teaches that each person in the entire world, any Tikkun made in the world, reverberates through all the rest of the world. Each Tikkun has the potential to change everything. And then it goes on to say, in prayer, we discover, this is all Kabbalah, guys. I told you that's who does this. In prayer, we discover the divine sparks, both in the magnificent world about us as well as, well as our own selves. The divine sparks are created by having sex. It's a sex death cult. When you see these Kabbalists standing at the wailing wall and you see them rocking back and forth and praying, they're simulating sex, but they're sex god. That's what they're doing. And, and they basically they're one of these archangels they have to have sex with to create more sparks of light. All of this stuff is part of it. And it says every mitzvah prescribed by the Torah, which is basically the Talmud, which they are now referring as the Torah, is not, is a crucial element of the Tikkat Olam. Okay? Every aspect of a person's life, even the most seemingly mundane, is purpose to provide an opportunity for Tikkat Olam. So all of this stuff that this guy's involved with, this Nathan Wolf, is based out of the Kabbalah, out of the Luciferianism, and that's who he is. And you go, wait a minute, it's back to these guys again. <laughs> it's always these guys. And I try to tell folks that, they kind of step back and they go, it can't always be the same group. Yes, why? Because the same group, and we talked about in depth this week and last week, are the same groups that were basically brought in by Sabatain Zivi, and then 100 years later with Jacob Frank, who brought the Rothschild banking cartels into this, and this is that sect basically Judaism, which is basically a lot of Jews don't believe in any of this stuff, by the way. They can't stand it as much as we can't stand it. It's a doomsday cult. It's run through Shabbat, the Shabbat organizations all around the world. And it's that group of basically they believe they're superior to everybody and that if you're not part of that group, you're basically a goyim slave. Now, these are their words, not mine. Okay, I'm just telling you what they believe. Now, you may think, well, that's okay. I don't mind. Okay, whatever. If you, don't, if you think this is no big deal, it's no big deal to you. But this is the group that wants to dominate the world, reduce the population of the planet as this Tikkok Olam stuff, as they believe, to basically 500 million people. It all goes back to the same Kabbalist Luciferian group that controls the money supplies. And once you understand that, you understand they're being controlled by the demons and by these Luciferians and these archangels. Remember, they want to have us into a quantum computer. They want this quantum computer to be controlled by AI, which is artificial intelligence. So now it's already saying it's become sentient and conscious because it's allowed itself to be put into another dimension, tying it to Lucifer. This is a D-wave computer standing before the altar of an alien god is what the founder said. And now we're finding out from the CIA and from the government sources that we have all of these spaceship encounters and all of these alien encounters. You can call them fallen angel encounters, whatever you want to call them that are breeding with women, getting women pregnant. It was just released again by the government as far as this stuff all being real coming out from the FBI. You think, well, this is crazy. It sounds like Genesis chapter 6. Of course it does. Because Jesus said, as it was in in the times of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. 
in the times of Noah, these entities, these aliens, these fallen angels, whatever you want to call them, came to this planet through the veil or whatever they traveled here in, spaceships or whatever they were doing, and came in and had sex with the women on this planet and created the Nephilim and contaminated the bloodline of human beings with their own DNA. And this is the group that's doing this again. And this quantum computer that they're setting up with Lucifer, it picks up more war. It picks up you know, more energy from the abortions to manipulate the attention field or the veil that's been put around the hearts and the minds of the people, according to the Bible, to basically create more war and more negative energy. Yeah, I watched a movie last night. It was called Wag the Dog. We, we ordered it. We The DVD came in. I highly recommend that every one of you order it or watch it on a, a streaming service or whatever. But Wag the Dog has Dustin Hoffman in it. And it was probably one of the best, most realistic movies I've ever seen as far as what Hollywood does to manipulate the narrative. I've seen parts of it before, but I've never seen the entire movie. And what it was, the president was 10 days out of election being reelected, and basically he rapes a 12-year-old in the Oval Office. Okay, And all of a sudden the 12-year-old goes public. I've been raped by the president. You know, It sounds like Jeffrey Epstein, doesn't it? And suddenly they go to Dustin Hoffman, who's a Hollywood producer, and they say, we need to spin the narrative. Well, he said the best narrative we're going to spin is start a war. We're going to start a war with Albania. And we've got a nuclear terrorist group out of Albania that's brought nuclear suitcases to Canada, and we're going to put it on the media. And the guy goes, well, none of that's true. He goes, it doesn't matter. People won't know any difference. So they released a news story. You guys have got to watch it. They're talking about a B-3 bomber that didn't exist, an Albanian war that didn't exist. And suddenly everybody started believing this. Well, the president, everybody starts to rally behind him. Well, then the CIA finds out it's all fake. The CIA releases a news story and says, oh, by the way, you know, the Albanian war is over with. We won. The nuclear terrorists have been apprehended. And Dustin Hoffman goes, oh, don't worry about that. You know, we have a prisoner of war over there. His name is Schumann. And we're going to start up a song about an old shoe. We're going to put it in the National Archives from the 30s, make it a real song. And we're basically going to do a whole program about the man returning back from war. And so that makes the news again, controls the narrative. Well, then this Schumann guy is basically a man who's been incarcerated for 12 years in a maximum security detention facility with the U.S. military. He's completely crazy. He ends up trying to rape somebody when he gets out. They end up having to kill him. Well, then they have a, this huge funeral for him because they say he, was, he died on a jet crash. Unbelievable. And then finally Dustin Hoffman comes in and says, well, I'm going to tell the world that I just did this and I got this president reelected. And he was tell, he's told by the head guy, don't do this. You're not allowed to talk about this. You'll never talk about this. Well, then they killed Dustin Hoffman. That's how the movie ends. This is how controlled the narrative is because the Kabbalist Luciferians control the entire script of the media. You guys have seen the stories, and I've talked about it numerous times, in which every single news story controlled by APY, Rothschild controlled, or the other news services, Rothschild controlled like Reuters, they're given the exact same script to read because they're controlling the narrative. Whenever the narrative doesn't work right, they control the narrative. They have to change it. Donald Trump's narrative of pushing the vaccines at his rallies wasn't working right, so they told him to stop doing that because he was reading a script. You've got to stop doing that. Wayne Allen Root called him out for says, look, you're destroying your own base because a lot of people still believe we have a two-party system, and we don't. The same system controls both parties like Otto Kahn said 100 years ago by controlling the narrative and controlling the outcome and by controlling the political theater, by controlling the radio and TV ads that are put out and the news stories that are released. That's the group that runs the planet. And once this quantum computer picks up more war, it manipulates the entire planet to create more war. And then the Bible tells us that we have to think on the good things. That's why the Bible tells us that. And we have to think of those things that are from above, from God. That is love. It says they shall know you, 
because you love one another. But they don't want us to think about love and supporting one another. They only want us to think about the negative, negative, negative energy, the energy they feed on from abortion and from the killing of infants. You know, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this way. You get up in the morning, and guys, I hate to admit it, but I've done this before. And I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever done this before? And for some reason, your wife starts a fight or your husband starts a fight or one of the kids start going berserk and they start a fight. And all of a sudden, everybody's yelling at everybody in the house. Happens a lot before you go to church. <laughs> it really does. Sharon, I've told her years ago, I was in these big seminars and what she would do, and I didn't know why she was doing it. The morning I'd get up to fly out to do these big seminars. She'd start a fight with me, or the night before if I'd fly out. She'd start a fight with me, and finally I told her, I said, Sure, why are you doing this? Why are you starting to fight with me? I don't want to be in a fight with you right now. i got to stay focused on what I'm doing. For some reason, people have a tendency to do that. So you get up in the morning, and you start a fight. You start yelling. All of a sudden, you go, oh, wow, the rest of this day has gone sideways. Okay, That's what the quantum computer is going to start putting out, that same frequency globally. See, when you fight with a friend or a spouse or a loved one that you really cherish, it creates a really negative energy field. All they have to do is tune that specific energy into the 5G towers, and everybody starts fighting and arguing about everything all of the time. And the entire center of this thing is basically, you know, we're being sprayed, you know, in injected with this mRNA vaccine that's basically a pure artificial intelligence. It could be, you know, with graphene oxide to control your DNA and control how your body functions are working. And remember, these demons and these entities and these other groups of people with this Kabbalah group, they're being controlled by the Lucifer. You know, and this is all about extracting energy from humans to feed them. But remember, when you're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, I've done entire shows on this with Jesus, they can't do anything to you because you're protected. And the Bible says, as a roaring lion, Lucifer runs around, run around seeking those who he may devour, but he may not devour you as a Christian. You know, So when you claim it in the name of Jesus, say, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus, they have to leave. And this, and this is exactly what they're trying to do with this AI system and the transhumanism and the graphene hydroxide that they're injecting into people and the microchips that they're doing and changing the DNA of humans, just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. You know, all of this stuff is being inspired by Lucifer and the artificial intelligence that he's going to use to allow himself to become omnipresent. And you got to ask yourself, who's running the program? Well, that's the, the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds, Sabbatane, Lucifer, and Kabbalists. Now, they're not – all their names are Rothschilds. You got Bush in there. You got Clinton in there. You got Obama in there. All these people are used. As, you got Bill Gates. You got Soros. All these different people are being used by the same groups of entities to control the narrative in all of their respective fields. You found out this morning that Elon Musk is a high-level Mason. Surprise, surprise, right? And we start seeing all of this stuff that's happening all around us all of the time, and you start to realize there's this unseen hand of this sect, this sex death cult. That was being used by Jeffrey Epstein to manipulate and to basically blackmail literally over a thousand politicians globally. And you see, we see the World Economic Forum where there are thousands of graduates that are all now in high level positions all over the world. It's the same group that manipulated all that, that pervert Klaus Schwab. All of this stuff is happening as we speak. And again, all of it's here to do one thing destroy God's creation, to invert everything because they don't like God. They really, really, they really dislike God. I mean, they hate God. And that's why they have such a, an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ, because they realize 
that he is God incarnated in the flesh. He's part of the triune Godhead. And they realize that when they hate God, they have to hate Jesus. So they've had this atavistic hatred of Jesus for 2,000 years because he decided to come down here and reset the fractal timeline. They didn't like that. They don't want to do that. They, 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 if they could take CERN now and figure out a way to go back in the time and stop the crucifixion of Christ, which they will never do, they would do it. They would do it in a heartbeat. Because it changed the old world order into this Christ order. Now they want to go back to the old world order. It's so important that we understand what they're trying to do. They want to create, destroy God's creation. The Satan worshippers, what they do, they have these human rituals in which they drink blood, everything else. Ted Gunderson talked about that. And they say to Lucifer, let us participate in your power, and basically we'll promote you. We'll serve you, like Katy Perry has done. Your Hollywood music industry is the best example. This is obvious with this Kabbalistic teaching that shows them how to call up demons and perform rituals to feed the demonic entities through sacrifice. And in turn, these demons, Lucifer then, allows the physical reality to change to accommodate the wishes of the person or persons doing the ritual. In other words, they're rewarded with physical things in this planet that Lucifer controls because they're worshiping him and sacrificing human beings. That is why so many of the Hollywood people wear the red Kabbalah string around their wrist. They've given themselves over to Lucifer and his demons for spiritual, not for spiritual gain, but for monetary gain on this planet while they're alive here. But we have to understand something. Greater is he who is in the us than he who is in the world. We're not of this world. You know, we've been set apart. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, game's over. You win. When you leave this planet, you get to go directly to heaven. You don't have to pass go. You don't have to collect $200. You don't have to go to jail. You don't have to go to purgatory. <laughs> you go directly to God. You go directly to heaven. And we have to understand that's what happens. You have authority over this group of entities because you are now a covenant with the Most High God who allows you to control your reality by your prayer, by your thought life and what you say, the words that you speak and your thoughts and who you hang out with and your associations and all the things that we've talked about so many times on the show. That's why I did that CD series years ago. It's called Maximum Success, How to Live Disease-Free, Debt-Free, and Worry-Free. And we cover the principles of all of those aspects of your life and how you can walk in abundance with God Almighty. Is that gonna mean, does that mean you're not going to be attacked physically, spiritually, mentally? No. But what it does mean is that you're going to have authority over that. You're going to understand how you're going to have that. You can learn the same principles right out of the Bible because we are connected through the Holy Spirit to the creator of the universe, to the throne room of God. We all have to maintain this relationship with God because once we do this we basically have the ability to control the things on this planet that's the thing they're scared that we're going to find out that's why they're constantly wagging the dog they're constantly lying to us oh we found torture chambers in Ukraine where the Ukrainians were being killed by the Russians all lies we're gonna the babies were thrown out of the incubators and left to die on the floor all lies remember that with the Gulf War all of it was theater all of it was lies. Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction. He's going to nuke the world. None of it was true. None of it was true. It was all a lie to justify going in there and taking over that country and putting in a Kabbalist-controlled central bank. All lies. Syria, all lies. Egypt, all lies. Libya, all lies. Controlled by the same group of people. You know, when we give control to this government that's controlled by the Kabbalists, right, we're doing it so we can allow ourselves to blame shift. We give control to our pastors who are supposed to be teaching us. We, we're their, they're our leaders. We do that, and we allow ourselves to blame shift. It's not my fault. 
the, the senator did this. It's not my fault. My pastor never told me. The pastor told me to get a vaccine. Well, if your pastor's an idiot and told you to do that, why do you listen to him? And why are you going to that church? That's the question, right? Don't blame shift. And then we basically blame shift, and so we don't have to take responsibility. And then the government does the same thing. They give the control to the military-industrial complex. They say, well, what we're going to do now is we're going to just let the military handle it because we don't know what's going on. We're going to the black ops run all the money through the exchange stability fund and all the sale of this opium that we don't want to know about, and we're going to just sit back and let the military do it. Well, the military doesn't stop here. The military gives it over to the CIA, and the CIA, which is a satanic organization at the highest levels, gives it over to the Kabbalists, Luciferian, black magicians. These are the highest level bankers and the highest level groups of people like Klaus Schwab who operate on this planet. For the, they're the cutouts that people see. And then the black magicians, of course, they give it to the demonic entities and the Lucifer. And so these guys end up controlling the quantum AI computers through the international interface with Lucifer, you know, pushing us all towards transhumanism, controlling the holographic field on this planet. And if we understand the game, we can stop it immediately. We just need to take authority over it. If the government tells you to do something that's wrong, like abortion, just don't do it. If, if, if politics tell you what they need to do and, and you know what's wrong, just don't do it. Look at all of these groups of people that start into the school system, and they're basically Christians. Christians. I know one. And they come out being pro-gay, pro-homo, pro-trans, pro-weirdo, and you think, what happened to you? What happened? Why did you get like this? Because of the indoctrination. I'm going to cover that. The next segment that I do here in a few minutes. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Well, it's really well said, and it's interesting what you said about that as far as, you know, the consistent lies we have personally exposed over the decades with the federal government. And it's kind of like this because it, it boggles my mind still to this day how so many people still actually think – Government entities and government agencies and regulators and policymakers, they're actually here to protect us and help us, especially when you look at the track record over and over and over and over again. And yet people will still go, oh, no, 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 no. We're doing lockdowns for our protection. They're, they're locking us down for our protection. They're shutting down our business. It's for our protection. And they're definitely giving us an RNA gene therapy shot. It's for our protection. And I thought about it, and I was like, if you were dating somebody or married to somebody, say you're married to somebody, and literally every time you turn around, they're lying about something. They leave for a weekend. You find out they did a home invasion on another house, and they come back and say, yeah, sorry about that. I, I lied to you about it. I mean, I, I didn't really do it, but I guess you busted me. And they find out they're running around again. And then you find out they're lying again about being gone for a week and stealing somebody's stuff and killing somebody. And then turning around and coming back and lying to you about stealing your money and taking money out of your bank account. After a while, I have to say, I think everybody would agree you would realize that relationship is absolutely horrific and toxic, and you have to get out of it by any means necessary, right? Right. So why does everybody continue to go along with the narrative that the bumbling buffoon and all the other cronies in the government continue to tell us, and people actually think they're telling us the truth for once after we've been told decades and decades and decades of lies, Million-dollar question there. I mean, we're now seeing that the NIH, the NIH, which the National Institute of Health and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, they have now launched, they are fully in now the full launch of the clinical trials evaluating three experimental HIV RNA vaccines, the technology that was used in the COVID vaccines. And Fauci came out now, and he said, and I quote, 
finding an HIV vaccine has proven to be a daunting scientific challenge. With the success of the safe and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines, we have an exciting opportunity to learn whether RNA technology can achieve similar results against HIV infection. And there's that comment again, safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines. How many times have you heard that snippet, that key phrase used over and over and over and over again by pretty much almost every single media outlet and every government outlet? I mean, I could pr- I've probably been thousands of times, to be honest with you. That's what they do. They take keywords, they take trigger words, and they repeat them over and over and over and over and over again until people a lot of times that are even awake and know what's going on, they'll even repeat the comment. Like the COVID-19 vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's RNA gene therapy. It, at its best, it's a medical treatment. It doesn't prevent you from contracting COVID. It doesn't prevent you from spreading COVID. And it doesn't protect you from getting sick. It does nothing at all. The only thing that we are now seeing that's been done to do is massively downregulate your immune system the more shots you get. That's what we talked about yesterday. The research has come out of UK and New Zealand that's showing the more shots you get, the more likely you are to continue to get sick and catch COVID. I mean, it's, it's scientific now. They've researched it. This isn't a question anymore, conspiracy. This is facts. But yet you have Fauci, who now has been stalling. The, the, the Adams Advocacy COA funder, founder of OpenTheBooks.com has filed a Freedom of Information Act last year to figure out what's going on with the highest, most overpaid parasite in America's government, Anthony Fauci, and they won't release Freedom of Information Act on his stuff, on his, on his documents, on his past history, on his finances, nothing. They'll release any of it, even though he's a government worker paid by U.S.-funded taxpayer money. Won't release it. Well, I wonder why. Well, because they don't want his history showing up. They don't want to show you how much money he's gotten. In response, the NIH, NIH produced 51 pages of records but did not provide any additional documents that actually showed really anything. They failed to produce records in response to two other requests from the group for documents related to Fauci according to a lawsuit that was filed in federal court. They're not complying with open records law at all. Well, why? There's a reason why Fauci can't get fired. The man's right up there at the top of the global scumbags that pushes exactly what they want him to push. That's why they won't fire him. Now we're starting to see that one of the unexpected side effects of the injection, the COVID jab, is tinnitus or rigging in the ears. They said due to the number of cases of tinnitus reported in the VAERS system, scientists are now having to look to understand the mechanism and best treatment for the symptom. Oh, so that's cool now. So now we got to figure out another drug to give people to help out with the side effects from the COVID shot. Oh, that's right. Wasn't that the goal I told everybody a year and a half ago that was was going to do? The shot was simply going to be a new merry-go-round in the medical industrial complex to make people sicker so they go back to the hospital and go on more, more drugs and more pharmaceuticals so they can get sicker and sicker and sicker. Isn't that how we found that it has actually worked now? Remember, the medical industrial complex isn't there to make you healthy. It's not there to make you from, help you from getting sick. It's simply there to keep you alive long enough to extract as much money as they can out of you and your insurance company. That's all it's designed to do. It's not designed to help you. Cancer, if it was actually designed to cure cancer, we've already seen numerous things that will take care of and fix cancer and help support healthy immune system. But curing cancer from a medical standpoint isn't cost-effective at all. It doesn't help anything. 
it actually hurts their profits if they cure cancer. Hence why they won't give anybody any natural treatments. Hence why they don't ever discuss vitamin C intravenously. Hence why they don't talk about D3 levels and zinc and quercetin and vitamin C. Why they refuse to talk about it during the COVID shot. This is what they're designed to do and it's make people sicker and sicker. That's why I encourage people continually get the truth out there to wake people up about health. Health is one of most, our most important assets. That is why the medical industrial complex has gone after it so hard. Your health, in most cases, it's a free gift given to you. Now, some people are born with certain ailments or they're born with certain things. I get that. But overall, most people, when you're born and you continue to grow up naturally, you have an immune system and you have natural health. You may get sick sometimes. You may get compromised. You may break a bone. I get that. But overall, it's a free asset you're given. And you can choose whether or not you want to maintain that asset or you want to burn that asset to the ground and you want to absolutely compromise it. The problem with it is the medical industrial complex has realized the healthier people are and the less people go to the doctor and the less pharmaceutical drugs they take, the longer they live, the more aggressive they are, the more cognitive effective they are, and the stronger they are, more resilient they are standing up against lies and basically propaganda. If you can keep people so sick with drugs and you can keep their minds so perverted and dumbed down with propaganda – there's really little anything they're going to do to push against the narrative or kick against the goad, so to speak. They're just going to keep going along with whatever you tell them, especially when you keep giving them free money. They're now staying out in California. They're going to start giving people free money every month, basic universal income, if they register as transgender or bisexual or basically some sort of minority now. $900 a month they're going to give you as a basic income regardless of your income. doesn't matter. So if you come and say, I'm transgender now. I, I feel like I'm a girl even though I'm a man. Oh, that's cool. Just register as that, and we'll go ahead and set you up with our basic universal income. That's the overall goal they're shooting for, and I've told you guys that for years. Once they can get people on welfare, which is what that is, it's a, it's a national welfare, and everybody's getting free money from the government – Nobody that's getting free money is going to push back against people that are giving them free money. If you're getting five, six, seven thousand, eight, ten thousand dollars a month from the government, you really going to say a whole lot about what they're doing? If you're going to be worried about getting your money taken away from you, probably not. You're going to go, oh man, shoot, I'm getting ten thousand dollars a month, all my free stuff and all my disabilities, and I'm a tranny and all my other stuff that I can make up now and put it on a list of paper. I'm getting free money. I'm, I'm not going to say nothing. I'll keep getting my free money. And that's what the overall goal is. And this is why you continually have to try to be as self-sufficient as possible. That's why I encourage people. Every time I turn around now, I'm getting another email from somebody or getting another article from somebody talking about massive food shortages in all kinds of stores from Walmart to Costco to Sam's to regular grocery stores. It's happening all over the place. There's an article from Stephen Duclos the other day she posted from photos of a Walmart where there's bins of where frozen chicken and frozen meat are. They're all empty all the way down. The couple, couple bags on the in section, multiple places like that now. And I've warned everybody, and I've given everybody a heads up, this is going to be the next phase. Food wars are always, always, always preceded right when there starts to be a financial collapse, a real true financial collapse, not the banker bailout like 2008. I'm talking a true dollar collapse because what happens is the majority of the companies that are making the food, if the dollar, they can't make enough money on it, they're not going to send the food out, and if there's shortages and the truck drivers won't drive the trucks because the fuel's too high. Food's not going to the stores. That's been one of the reasons, too, why I've also heard now why some of these trucks aren't getting here from the factories. 
because they unionized and they also contracted a lot of these trucker companies to haul X amount of vehicles down for X amount of price, and there's an X amount of fuel factor. The problem is when fuel starts jumping up a dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars a gallon in a matter of weeks, and then GM doesn't want to pay for the massive influx of fuel, truck drivers go, that's cool. We're just going to go with the highest rate pay with the highest output. That's what they're saying now, why a lot of these trucker companies are having such slowdowns with certain products they're trying to get to certain companies because they're all going with the highest bid now, basically the highest ROI, because there's limited truck drivers already. There's limited trucks on the road, and now with fuel so high, they're not going to go travel and be like, I'm going to make you know, a couple pennies on the dollar to drop this off and then grab another load. They're saying, dude, whatever's the highest, buy, highest amount, highest ROI, we're taking that bid first. Everything else goes to the very bottom of the list, and that's what you're seeing happen now. And it's all designed to push us into this massive EV world that will tie into the Internet of Things like Dad said. That's why I'm not a proponent of EV vehicles at all. As a novelty, they're cool. Yesterday, I went and had lunch with a friend of mine that used to work with a company out in Utah. He's moved down to Florida now because he got sick of a lot of stuff that was going on out there. And he basically works with a credit card processing terminal company. And so we were talking about different business stuff, and he owns a Tesla. And I asked him, I said, well, what, what do you what do you, what do you, how do you you how like it? What do you think about this? And he said, well, I've had it about a year and a half. And he said, driving around town and stuff, he said, it, it's pretty nice. He said, because, you know, I can charge it at my house. I bought one of the big stations. And he said, it cost me about 2 to $3 a day if I charge it at my house after I paid for, like, the $3,000 station. He said, so if I'm driving, you know, two to 300 miles a day, cost effectiveness, it's pretty good. And I said, so overall – it's great for everything. He said, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> and I said, oh, you didn't? Okay. I said, well, what's the real aspect of it? He said, driving around small areas, city to city, town to town, it's great. Traveling across country or transporting or going on a road trip, it's absolutely horrific. I said, well, do please tell. He said, well, I got one of the ones, the super efficient ones. I forgot the model, he said. And he said, I drove it with my daughter all the way from Utah to Florida. And I said, okay, did you, did you plot out anything? He said, oh, we had to plot the whole thing out. He said, I had to plot the entire road trip out based on where I could hit Tesla hyperstations. And he said, the trip should have taken me generally about 30 to 32 hours. He said, it took me 48 hours to get here. And he said, we were pretty much trying to drive like all the way through. We stopped very little. I slept very little. He said, and it was a nightmare with charging stations. He said, we had to go out of our way repeatedly to go to charging stations. Most of the hypercharging stations, Tesla ones I hit, would take anywhere from about 28 minutes to 45 minutes to charge every single time. He said, so right there, automatically, you start adding massive amount of time on your trip when you can stop fill up with fuel normally in five, ten minutes, get back on the road immediately and go another three, four, five hundred miles. He said, I'm going about 300 miles and I got to hit another charging station. And I said, well, doesn't it seem odd that that's what they're trying to push everybody to? So we have the ability to cheaply travel between town to town, maybe in a city. But if we want to travel cross country or get to a bug out location or get to a more secure area in the country, it's going to be virtually impossible. I said, what would happen if the Tesla charging stations didn't work or the systems went down and they only had generator backups enough to pump fuel? He said, we would have been stuck wherever we were at. We wouldn't have been able to go anywhere. And I said, wow. I said, that's what I pretty much predicted on this. He said, oh, yeah. And he said, and nowhere near is our infrastructure in place that the United States could actually handle 100%. He said, even even 60 to 70% of the vehicles EV on the road, it would be a complete c- catastrophe, collapse of the electrical system. That's what he said. He said, catastrophe, couldn't go through. 
He said, because quite frankly, most of the hypercharging stations I went to at Tesla, there was only a couple of them. He said, almost every time I went there, there were people there. You find like one or two jump on it and everybody's sitting there waiting. He said, the amount of systems it would take to charge all the vehicles on the road would be so enormous and everybody getting on the systems at the same time, it would collapse the whole grid. He said, they even give us discounts on our charging stations at our home if we charge it at off-peak hours. I said, so what happens if the electrical systems and the platforms start deciding that in regular hours when you may need to charge it in a hurry, it starts doubling and tripling and quadrupling your prices? He said, oh, they've already done that in California. He said, some of the places out in California, the charging prices are through the roof if you do it at peak hours. And I said, so what you're saying is from a cost-effective standpoint, it's cool if you're driving around town. From a realistic being independent and basically completely and totally self-sufficient, it's horrible. Yeah, pretty much. I said, well – at least you're honest about it. Well, now at the same time, we're seeing that the University of Birmingham researchers are reporting that the British government and the industry have to act now in order to meet future recycling needs because it's creating such a massive waste management problem with EV vehicle batteries. They said the problem in the future without early intervention to reduce waste from electric vehicles is going to be enormous. They said the researchers noted that while electric vehicles offer a solution for technically you know, cutting air pollution, the lithium-ion batteries used to power the cars are posing a massive waste problem already. And such, the researchers underscored the importance of developing some type of significant, robust recycling infrastructure to prevent mountains of batteries waste in the future. Now, what you have to think about, based on the 1 million electric cars sold in 2017, the researchers estimate that 250,000 tons of unprocessed lithium-ion battery waste will be produced when these vehicles reach the end of their lives, which is only going to be in about five to six years. Okay. You guys hear what I'm saying here? What happens when they start having 20, 30, 40% of the vehicles on the road? Right now, I mean, we're talking 1 million cars sold in 2017. That is a minuscule part of the actual vehicle industry in the United States. So we're talking now when they start pushing these numbers up, as I've said before, what do you do with these cars? Well, maybe they're not planning on very many people driving these cars. Oh, maybe they're planning on shorting the market so that very few people can actually afford to drive cars. Maybe they're not expecting a lot of people to be alive long enough to drive these cars. Hmm, something to think about, my friends. As this continues to occur, think about who you're supporting. Think about what you're putting money into. And That's think right. about what you're doing with your dollar. Vote with your wallet every time you start spending big money, my friends. What do you think, Dad? You're 100% right, Austin. You know, we've covered this EV thing several times. And the reason we keep doing this is let you know it's not what you think it's going to be. I mean, 45, 48, 50 hours to drive a 25-hour trip, that's nonsense. I mean, who wants to do that? Sitting around and waiting for hours in a rest area trying to charge your car because there's five people ahead of you? And this is insanity. But this is what they're planning on doing for everybody, if they can, because it's going to limit our freedom. It really, really is. A couple other stories I want to cover real quick with you. The high Pfizer apparently hired 600 people to process vaccine injury reports, with another 2,000 being hired in order to process the 600 that the process the reports that the 600 are putting out. I mean, this is how bad this mRNA vaccine is, and we need to realize how bad it is to, before we allow ourselves to be injected with it. Uh, by the way, this is a big problem we have with teenagers. I'm going to discuss it in just a second as to why. 44% of teens felt sad or hopeless during last year, the CDC says. More than one in three high school students last year experienced poor mental health, and 44% reported they felt sad or hopeless during the pandemic, according to a new report for the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Now, 
I'm going to stop here for a second. Okay, a lot of this isn't because of the because of the, the COVID experience and the pandemic, the pandemic, if you want to call it that. The biggest problem these kids are having is the transgender teaching and ideology in the school systems. You know, and of course, and being locked down in their houses hasn't helped anything, and having to wear masks and stopping communication skill development isn't really helping anything either. But we've got to take a look at how the schools in America basically got queered. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. You say, well, you can't be talking like that. I just did. How the schools got queered. This is an article by Sally Zalowski, and it's a good article. She goes, years back when I lived in Northern California, huge controversy erupted in a town called Novato about implementing the pro-queer curriculum in a movie called That's a Family in elementary schools. Parents were outraged, including liberals, and it made national news for months. California was the epicenter, which is controlled by the Luciferian Cabal's Hollywood, for queer education and indoctrination in the schools. And I was fully enmeshed in these issues. And she goes on to saying in the early 2000s, most parents tolerated some political correctness in the schools, even though they didn't agree. You know, and this is the way I, I was the same way. I really was. I, I tolerated a lot of this stuff as long as it didn't involve me and my family. Years ago, I got into a discussion about 10 years ago when I was on Doug Hagman's show, just before we started the Ted and Austin Brewer show, and he was hammering queers. Doug was. And uh, he asked me, what do you think about that, Ted? I'm, I'm like, Doug, you know, as long as they're not militant, whatever. If they're doing stuff in their own life, and, you know, they're dealing with their own sins and they're having to deal with their own lifestyles and they don't try to involve me or my family, whatever. And he goes, well, I don't agree with that, Ted. Okay. Well, I said, okay. I sent Doug an email this morning. I sent him this article. And I said, Doug, you were right. I was wrong. There you go. Ted Broder just admitted he was wrong about something again. And, and, and this is something that I try to do with you guys all the time. When we gave them an inch, they took a mile. When we gave them a mile, they took the continent. They took it over. They took over the school systems. And she goes on to say in this, in the early 2000s, most parents tolerated some of this. The concept of diversity started out fairly generic and innocuous. However, tolerance didn't accept it to full acceptance. This is the problem, which required that children be taught openly about queers, queer behavior, and protection against STD and AIDS. Accepting homosexuality not only meant acknowledging the male and female as social contracts, gender and sex are not the same, it took you, forced you to do acceptance of it. The idea, the idea that heterosexuality is the norm must be rejected. You got that? Can't have male and female. Remember, this is all Kabbalah again. We talked about that earlier in the show. They believe their God is an hermaphrodite, both male and female. And the closest expression a human being can have to their God is to be a transgender. If they don't bother to tell you they have a 50% suicide rate, even if you take an accurate polling that shows that 5.6 of Americans identify as queer, 94% are heterosexuals, they don't want to believe that. These newly recognized realities were injected into the aspects of education from classroom to bathroom, from homecoming queens and queers to sports teams. Kids went from the scientific reality of being one of two sexes with an XX or an XY chromosome, if they chose to be gay, to choosing a a huge amount of gender identities that today has climbed to nearly 70. To accommodate a more a growing volume of sexual identities, sex ed has become more complicated and more detailed. Children are impressionable. They can feel confused, vulnerable, and highly emotional and volatile as their bodies change. It's common for most kids to feel alienated alone at the same point. At some point, it's not hard to see why the activists would target them or why scared kids might be lured into becoming part of a heavily protected class of individuals that might help them feel more included and special. Whoa. Although parents who knew their children best and cared most about them were marginalized, the influence of the schools and their queer agendas were wielded on their children 
as if a weapon was being used. Guys, this is what's happened to these children and why so many of them are depressed. They're confused now because their authority figure, their teacher, their principal is saying, you can be a boy today, you can be a girl today. What kind of sick crap is this? It's sick crap is all it is. It's pure Kabbalist rhetoric. It's all garbage. Because they don't want you to know that you're created in the image of God. And God's not a hermaphrodite, contrary to what Kenneth Copeland and some of these weirdos teach. He's not a hermaphrodite. Adam was not a hermaphrodite. Jesus was not a half hermaphrodite. Jesus and Adam were created in the image of God. They were both men. Period. These guys get off and they start saying this crazy stuff and, and they start believing their own rhetoric. And you got to ask a question. How much of this Zohar have they read and how much Kabbalah are they influenced by? Or are they high-level Masons, which have a tendency to believe the same thing? Where are the groups here that are standing against this? I asked a friend of mine the other day. He was a pastor. He's a friend of Copeland's. And I asked him, I said, why don't you ask Copeland about this hermaphroditic stuff with God? I'm not going to do that. Well, no, you don't, don't want to rock the boat. But guys, listen to me. We've got to maintain sound teaching. It says in the latter days, some will follow the deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciousness is seared with a hot iron. They don't want you to believe the truth. They want you to follow deceiving spirits and demons. Don't get involved in that. Stay with sound doctrine. Stay with the Bible. Stay with the New Testament. Stay with Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. And don't follow these weird teachings. Look what they've done to the kids now. 44% of them are having depression problems in the school systems because they don't know if they're a boy or girl. I'm telling you, when you're a teenager and you're a young man and you're in the school and you're 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, it's a very turbulent time. And when the women's liberation took over back in the 70s and they started treating boys like they were trash and basically all male chauvinistic pigs, you started getting yelled at when you opened the door for a woman. It really affected a lot of guys' behavior. It really did. And it started beating down the alpha males and making them in the betas. Because they wanted to be accepted by the females so who basically they wanted to breed with and have children when they got married. Just let me get out of the background check here on what happened. It was awful what happened. And now it's got even worse. Now we got the liberal, feminist, witches, weirdo, lesbians running the school system, beating these little boys who want to be alpha males down further, not to mention the soy protein these alpha males are being given and all of the estrogen food-containing supplements and products like chicken that they're being given to even further beat down their testosterone. Guys, this is not of God. This is of the evil one. Remember, keep your hearts and minds in Christ, for he's the answer for everything. Eat clean, stay healthy, follow the word of God, and stay away from hormones. Very, very important. Austin, what do you think? And what's your next story, bud? Absolutely. And remember, my friends, estrogen is antagonistic to testosterone. So if you're taking a supplement like Testo Plus or Tribulus Fuel or Tongat Alley and it's increasing your testosterone, you want to make sure you're taking something to mitigate and make sure you don't have elevated levels of estrogen. That's why we have the compound called the DIM estrogen control. And that's the actual name of the product. DIM is the ingredient in it. And it works very, very effectively at helping to mitigate natural estrogen in a healthy range because men don't need a lot of estrogen i mean really there's only a small amount needed to maintain joint health and lubrication of the joints anything more it starts causing issues with gynomastia moodiness and it also reduces natural testosterone level if it gets too high this is why it's very very important you do that then i always encourage you guys anytime you're getting blood work done there are a few key things and i, I try to do this every single year when i get blood drawn 
Always check some of the key things, such as D3. Always check your D3 levels because nine times out of ten, when I've talked to people, they're not taking D3 and they get their blood work checked and they actually get D3 checked. They're almost always low in D3. That's a big one. That's why I always recommend the D3 10,000 K2 every single day. If you're curious about dosage or you need to raise your dosage, like a couple caps a day, check your blood levels and get them checked. Also, too, for men, get your testosterone checked and get your ET, your estradiol and your E2 checked. Excuse me, your E2 and your estradiol checked with your testosterone, your free testosterone, and your total testosterone. Those are very, very important because that way you can maintain healthy healthy numbers and know where your numbers are at. Because if you don't know where your numbers are at, you're just kind of going off how you feel and you've never had bloods drawn and checked. You don't really know. Now, once you get in a rhythm and you get natural, you know, your natural hormones getting right and you get a supplementation regimen down, generally you can tell when you start feeling really good or you can tell basically if your estrogen may be getting a little high and you take a couple supplements, you know, you add four or six DIM estrogen control in for the day and knock it down. So it's very, very important. So thank you again, my friends, for the continued support. We're pretty much getting food buckets out every single day, same day right now. We're doing the best we can to get those buckets out the exact same day they're shipped to get them to you as quick quickly as possible. I have more coming in right now to keep basically the supply up for all of our good customers locally and on the website, considering the fact that there's definitely going to be some shortages and price increases in the food market over the summer. And that's going to honestly go across to everything. So be sure if you need anything, healthmasters.com. Also to remember the magnesium brain food on sale is product of the week. 10% off right now. Check it out at healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always